They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. of the Juan Juan podcast. I'm your host as always, Juan. Make sure to follow me on social media at the Juan Juan podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. And today we are joined by, again, Mandy, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Hopefully I didn't say too much last time that didn't get me kicked off the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it it was right right up our alley about all the things that we talk about. We got some good clips off of that. Before we start, can you plug your social media again? Anything you want to share with the people so they can find your work? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm on Instagram at cosmic.native and also at the portal underscore EP. That's my business. And there's content on there for mindfulness, for metaphysical philosophy, for creative arts, for performance arts. And Basically, I create content so we can better understand and navigate this, how, what I perceive sci-fi world. So if you're interested, I'm at cosmic.native and at the portal underscore EP on Instagram. Right on. That's awesome. And yeah, the last show went great. We got into a lot of different topics. And usually when I plan to have somebody on, as of lately, right, I've had guests on and it's just been free form conversation. And the last time I had you on, it pretty much went that way. And I wanted to talk to you this time about the holistic side of the healing and the other things that you do as far as your business goes, because I don't believe we touch too much on that. And that's something I've been wanting to talk about Reiki healing and all this alternative medicine on my podcast for a while, but I never really had anybody who is, you know, in, in that realm of things. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. Basically, I created the Portal, which is a holistic lab and healing arts gallery. So it's a multifaceted experience, as I like to call it. And 
behind me, you can see a little bit of the background. It's a beaker and, you know, we're using high vibrational colors of the indigos and the turquoise. So basically, uh, holistic health is a big thing right now, whether people acknowledge it or not. And some people would say that's kind of like woo-woo stuff or that's not really, you know, medically valid and all that stuff. But we're really entering a whole new age where the things that we once thought were, you know, so academic or so scientifically proven or, you know, just what claimed accolades to be real knowledge is breaking down and is showing itself as false, is showing itself in greed, is showing itself as, you know, not the true reality of things. So my background is very much in the performance arts, actually. So, I mean, as actors, you learn the psychology um, of the mind very deeply and you learn the expansion and the in-depth understanding of emotions and emotional intelligence and so through that throughout my life I you know worked as an acting coach and I was a performer myself and then an agent and a talent manager and everything kept coming in the same consistency when I would work with my clients and a lot of times they were children I mean I worked with children and teenagers and adults and seniors. And the thing was that there was the component of learning the mind, which was learning the characters, actions, motivations, tactics, and the philosophy of the text of how you're going to be the character, and then how you're going to emote the emotions and that understanding. But then what I was finding and what was very interesting to me naturally, because I had, I was then learning, uh, you know, masters in metaphysical sciences was that there's a component of energy to us and there's that body of energy of you know what makes this all run what's making the brain run which what is the consciousness you know what are we channeling sometimes you know and it's not just for actors and performers we're living this every day in our avatars and no one ever taught us how to be human beings and in fact human is so intricate and complex yet simple creative all these like amazing things that nobody taught us and i felt like i had the great honor of being a performer and picking up all these you know artistic modalities to understand and study the craft of acting the mind the body and then i had professors they would integrate yoga and that took, you know, the movement and understanding our avatar to even deeper levels as you study it. So basically in life, as you know, we grow in our consciousness, right? One where like we pick up things and then, you know, we're supposed to be growing and expanding and never really like staying, staying stagnant. So in my growth and development, I realized that kind of like shooting to be like an actor performer was really not my thing, even though that was my whole identity, my whole life. That was my, you know, growing up in college. So it was like, it felt very like flat to me. Like I wasn't curing cancer or anything like that. That's literally how we saw it. Like, you know, and then later on, I found out about like the dark occult stuff with like, you know, the children and the sacrificing and all that stuff. So I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? So in that there was room for this expansion of this, this, exploration for creative intelligence, just like IQ and EQ, there's CQ. And so I've paved, you know, my own way to explore that and to implement that. And what it ended up being at the end of the day was the alignment of the mind, the body and the energy field and the understanding of that. And we have to all go back to the basics. And it went back to what is our holistic sense? What is our health? What is our 
you know, what are those modalities of health that we never talk about, right? What is that, you know, we, we talk about dis-ease and, and people think, well, you know, that I have cancer, then I have something really bad. I need some pills. I need some medicine. And it's like, but we're not looking at the root of dis-ease, which is the body is not at ease. The cert, that means your nervous system is completely like jacked up. You're going into fight or flight mode and you're manifesting things within yourself uh, very specifically to whatever it is that you've got, you know, whatever disease you're, you're carrying. So when I'm talking about looking back at that, you know, what is that? What's the core? How do we manifest that? That, that is the exploration of holistic healing. That ex- is the exploration of the energetic body and how that works within us. Wow. That's a lot to, that's a lot to unpack. You, <laughs> you broke up there for a little, uh, for a little bit. You said that when you get into the, into the thinking, you start manifesting you said the disease pretty much is what happens towards the end there? Yeah. Yeah. So so taking the word disease as an example is, again, breaking down dis-ease. It just means your body's not at ease. So you're creating that flight or flight survival mode within you. And then, you know, it's a domino effect. Then the nervous system goes out of whack. Then you yourself are so powerful that you can manifest that dis-ease, whatever, however it manifests, you know, and, you know, we're just taught like, oh my gosh, like it's these horrible diseases, but it's like, well, what is the core of how did we manifest that disease along with our um, circumstances and environmental happenings as well? You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's fluoride in the water and there's chemtrails and there's all these things in the actual like simulation that we're on that is aiding in these diseases too, but that's also, you know, decoding within the mind, like an understanding and believing what's really going on in order to maintain your health supernatural self. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're having technical difficulties today. The archons are fucking with our stream. So just in case Mandy breaks up or I break up or something, just know that the powers that be, these little reptilians are are sending gremlins are a way to fuck with our connection and stuff like that so just a heads up right <laughs> i came across it on tiktok obviously this this post that said there are animal it, it was pretty much saying that whatever's in the air oxygen is actually killing us slowly because there are animals at the bottom of our oceans that are immortal that can live forever apparently so that would fuel the idea that maybe there is something in our air that is killing everybody right because you have tortoises how long do tortoises live for very long time and all these different animals but then you have animals in within the ocean that supposedly are immortal now we have pollution we have other certain things that probably kill them off and that's why they die because i believe i truly do believe ever since my first and only psilocybin trip that we are a fucking cancer to this earth and all we are just destructive in nature and and whatever we do whatever we touch it was like that one what's that king that would touch everything and it would turn to gold what's that story do you know about that story let me look it up um i don't know (laughs) anyways i'm pretty sure have you heard of it where he touches everything that turns to gold and pretty much it's like don't be fucking greedy or whatever Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i get i get your your concepts Midas. I, I just want to say oh i have no idea 
I'm completely out of touch then. <laughs> yeah, the king wished that all he touched might turn to gold, but when his food became gold and he nearly starved to death as a result, he realized his error. So mm. it's pretty much mm. don't be a greedy fuck. And that is from Greek yeah. mythology. That's why they call it the Midas yeah. touch, right? And yeah, I had no idea that there was a metaphysical science degree. That's an actual thing. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, is that, well, it's funny, we were just talking, I was just talking about this earlier, is that a lot of the times people think the metaphysic sciences are like about this, like woo-woo stuff, but it's not, it's philosophy. It's like, if you step in the same river twice, is it the same river? And if, you know what I mean? Like, it, it talks about categories and species of categories and what makes a category a category. So it's actually more like philosophical than it is like, let's study that ghost over there. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. And I've always said this. I've said there's a very thin barrier between science and the metaphysical. And that's why I believe we have quantum computing, quantum physics, because they're mm -hmm. trying to bridge that gap. And I hate to bring this guy up, but I was doing some research on Jack Parsons, which is they, they call him the, the father of modern day rocketry. And he pretty much mm -hmm. without him and history is a very fucked up subject because it goes against a lot of the things that happen in history go against morals but at the end of the day what are morals you know it's it's almost like what is good what is evil what is what how do you interpret that and that's that's up for debate but jack parsons pretty much he was a scientist but he rec he did his rituals he practiced sex sex magic and all these different he was he was a he was in with alistair crowley and all this whole group and they practice these rituals at night through the, through, you know, occult means and all these different things. And th this was a guy who recognized that there was science and there was also the metaphysical and they went hand in hand. And he was trying to pretty much find that that connection. And the guy who actually invented, speaking of the occult, the guy who actually invented the modern day computer, Charles Babbage, his whole premise behind making the computer was so that he could prove the existence of God through technology. And the guy who helped create the computer actually tried to summon the devil one time. And again, that's why I say history is very, very crazy because there's so many different things that a lot of people fail to understand or don't want to to accept, such as uh, with Warner Von, uh, Warner Von Braun putting us on the moon. I'm currently reading a book on the on LSD, right, by my friend Thomas Hatzis, and it, it's pretty much it goes throughout the whole history of LSD, how it came to be, and how there was a war, pretty much, for the mind of of humans in the United States, especially in Soviet the Soviet Union, and everywhere there was a fight for the human mind, and how they could, mm -hmm. you know, turn somebody ungay them or control them or you know put it, uh make them insane for uh periods of times and that led to mk ultra which again it's it's not conspiracy this is not consp this is actual facts that the government took a bunch of yeah. lsd and wanted to see what it would do what effects it would have on the people that were unknowingly taking the substance so mm -hmm. mind you these are people who are higher up who are trying to connect again this metaphysical aspect with the physical world and so mm -hmm. Yeah, I had no idea that there was this metaphysical degree. I actually just looked it up. I was like, wait, what? Because when I talk about this stuff, I it's woo-woo, right? But at the same mm -hmm. time, because how do you determine when something is... So we're talking about the mind being this powerful thing, right? This 
the human consciousness and and when it comes together with other people i believe it's even stronger how do you determine when something's like a placebo versus like how do you know when something from the beginning was a placebo or actually worked because that's my whole thing you know well you know what Okay, so I'm reading this really good book to answer your question. It's called The Body Electric by Robert O. Becker and Gary Selden. And I just love this book because they go into reminding us that, for example, medicine is not, wasn't a science first, it was an art. So they mention ancient healers and things they would do in ancient Egypt and even occult magic, which alchemy, yeah. And one of them is, in fact, giving the patient a placebo and the placebo can simply just mean giving a thought a story an intention it doesn't have to be anything physical medicine or anything like that a a vision and that practice helped the patient to believe in his or her her own healing and so that helped to jumpstart the energy because really no one's a he I mean, here it's paradoxical. No one's a healer, but everyone's a healer because we heal ourselves. So if someone comes to you and they're like, I'm going to heal you, like probably run away from them. Because the thing is a true person facilitating healing. And, you know, I give Reiki sessions and sound healing and do all that jazz. But a true person facilitating healing is going to tell you that it is not me healing you. I'm just here to help assist in moving the energy so you yourself are healing yourself, you know? So that's part of it to, you know, answer your question about placebos is, well, sometimes we don't know. And sometimes I think maybe they are necessary because people need to get out of their own way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that brings me back. My father had a heart attack not too long ago. And I've, I feel that what contributed to his recovery was his, his mindset of get, wanting to get better and, and, and believing that he was better even though at times he wasn't right, but he did believe that he was. So I believe that helped him more than, than, than anything else. But then what kills it for me in in this realm of things of the metaphysical and these alternative medicines is people, I I don't know if you've heard of John of God. Have you heard of that guy? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, John of God was harvesting <laughs> women and having a baby farm and probably providing it to the sick satanic elite. Like, do you know what I mean? You, I mean, but, but it's me, fucked up is what I mean. Cause find, yeah. Yeah. I'll be the first one to tell you, you'll the, the craziest people are the ones who are like, let me heal you. Let me read the tarot. Let me do this. Let me do that. Yogi, granola, vegan. Blah, blah, blah. The craziest people are doing that. That's why you have to have your discernment, you know, that John of God selling babies and being Oprah's best friend, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, they're there playing a role for us because we need to discern and be like, uh, do you know, that's, that's a little nutty, you know what I mean? Or that's not, especially when they're like, you know, come see me five times so I can heal you with the egg or whatever the hell, or you got a curse on you. Like all that stuff is not true. Because when, you know, psychics or healers or whoever tell you, you know, you're, you're broken, you need more healing, you've got a curse on you. That's again, the reverse placebo effect. Are you going to believe it and then manifest it to be true? You know? Yeah, I, I, I can get behind you. I'm, I'm just saying that this to me, because science, even science itself doesn't know where it stands. And this can play into what's happening in the real world right now. Right. We, we both know what's happening right now. The, there's a war 
for, I believe, our consciousness, our energies, our minds, everything as a collective, they're pushing a certain narrative. We're seeing other things. And I see it over and over and over again, where at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I reserve the right to change my mind on whatever topic that I talk about on this podcast. And a lot of people, I'll get like an email like, oh, well, why are you saying that this is true and this is not true? Well, are you saying that God isn't real? I said, listen, I never said that my ideas are the final thing. I'm presenting different viewpoints because when you get locked in a certain aspect of something, you have confirmation bias, right? You have things where you want it to be real. So you be, again, you like how you're saying you make it real for yourself, whether that be, you know, manifesting something within yourself or, or you want to manifest something in the world, but people will come out and be like, Oh, well, so if, if you're talking about the earth being flat, <laughs> do you believe the earth is flat? And I'll be like, Hey, I, I don't think that the world is flat. I want to talk about it to see why you think, or somebody, not you, but why that person would think that the earth is flat or whatever idea it may be at the end of the day that 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 I talk about, but uh, one of the what was I was going to ask you something else and I completely forgot because I went on that fucking tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I don't believe the Earth is flat. I, I I do think it's round. But oh yes, about, about science right now in this point in time, we're seeing it right. We're fighting with our families, fighting with friends because of what the establishment tells us. But. I have a question for you, and I don't know if you can answer it or not. When do you draw that line, and when when are you able to believe the system that imprisons us? Because that's something I think about as well. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe sometimes things do work, and sometimes they are right. Mm-hmm. And where do we draw that mm-hmm. line? You know what I mean? So I think that's why you know it's so important for us to work on our creative intelligence and our holistic health because. When we start to bring the left and right brain together to work in its fusion, then we're able to really, again, um, see past a lot of the illusion and to make choices, to resonate with choices in the, in the regards that like, this is safe. I want to go down this path and explore it. It's not, you know, trying to annihilate me. Or this seems, you know, a little like harmful. I think they're lying. That's some propaganda going on. I might you know, walk into mind control or something, you know? So it's really about, again, it goes back to that alignment of self. So when we learn about our chakra system and how we access, you know, all the the lights and the points, the energy fields within us, when we work on merging the right and left brain, when we work on our creative intelligence, when we start to understand how our vibrations resonating or not resonating, when we start to look at the food that we're eating, when we start to, you know, speak our authentic truth, then we're creating and we're living in a world where it's easy to see the dichotomy of like, what is for life force and what is for, you know, killing a species off, you know? So it, it goes back to, I think our evolution of like, how do I know like the system, the system parallel in a parallel way will change when we change. So I believe that to be true. It's going to change when we change. Yeah. So maybe we're not even going to be having these conversations about, about something after us because we've reconciled that, you know? Yeah, it's it's like that Terrence McKenna quote that I posted the other day where he said pretty much the first augmentation of virtual reality was language. I I, I believe language is very important because without that, then what do you mean by we won't 
later on be talking about it do you mean like we won't be talking language or do you think we won't be vocalizing language or what do you what do you what do you mean exactly by that well we could be telepathic so again another superhuman attribute that we already possess but it's it's dormant it's not on and sometimes it is you probably are telepathic with your wife and kids and your family that you're close to and you know that's going to start to turn on and you know some people receive it as the language they know they receive it in in pictures and visions just intuitive thought so that's a whole other experience that's going to absolutely bring us together i don't know if in our lifetime but you know definitely we're already you know we know that we're getting those telepathic communications and there's children demonstrating it and so we're being opened up to a whole new world to to cultivate and to nourish that and you know that's why i come with my you know what i think is a creative experience and creative tools because i already see that happening i see us metamorphosizing you know, past this old stuff and, you know, to step into that, like, okay, I've been seeing a lot lately. I don't know about you of stuff about the black goo. Do you know about the black goo one? I, I saw that, but what the fuck is all that about? I, I, I saw that. I think I heard somebody on, on I, louder a Crowder, I think this morning, but I, I haven't looked into it. What the fuck are they talking about? Okay. So the black goo it's like you look, you see it in pop culture, like forever. There's always like a movie about this black glue blob stuff. There's like singers and they'll do their like music videos and they're like crying this black goo. It's like weird stuff. Recently, there was a an uh, article cover with um, the, the puppet, poor girl. I mean, MKUltra victim, uh, Greta Thornburg. And she has the black <laughs> glue over her face with one eye, which we know what that represents. And so like... I'm just like, okay, this is just like, to me, okay, watch, pause. To me, I'm like living in the future. We've already defeated everyone. Like, this is just like a psych up for the sleepers to wake up. Okay, because it's just so obvious. But anyway, so the black goo is AI and, and it's magnetic. And there's these videos where you put like it close to each other in a jar and it's like heavy. It's like magnetic, like it wants to merge with itself. Where do you get this black and goo from? Well, apparently the black goo is also called, I'm seeing it in my mind, so I'm sorry if like I'm saying it wrong, but it's graph, graph inoxide, graph hinoxide. And that's one of the elements in the, yeah. And that's one of the elements in the vaccine. Okay. And so they say it's like dormant, like between our ground, like under our ground. They say now that it's like in the air, in the water, but I mean, it has to accumulate a lot to be like black goo. It's a, it's an obvious like black goo thing. Like you can't miss it. But there, <laughs> I know I sound crazy, but really I studied this a long time ago and it's just coming back up again <laughs> and it meets total sci-fi script the way that I see the world. It's nuts. So I'm like, there, there's the black goo, you know? Yeah, because they're, they're getting more and more into the, yeah, I'm seeing the picture of her. This is, man, this little girl's creepy as fuck. Um, the, the black, I'm, I'm seeing the picture of her with the black goo over her head and the one eye. And they're really pushing this, this, the climate change agenda as of lately, which I don't understand. Yeah, here she's crying the black glue, the black goo. And I had heard mm-hmm. it mentioned on something and, and you brought it up. And I, you, when you talk about getting, eventually to something right to to this this point do you subscribe to the idea of the singularity 
You mean like we all come back to source and we're just all like source light? Is that what you mean? The singularity that I'm talking about is merging and becoming one with the AI at the end of the tunnel. And, and just... Oh, uh, well, <laughs> do, I do I believe that there's a timeline that that exists? Yes. Do I believe that this earth is currently on that timeline? No. Because of all the great things that are happening that we're creating, that we're even having this conversation, but also because everything's breaking down so obviously. So I'm like, no, great. We, we By an inch, we made it. We jumped on the, the new earth timeline, the timeline where we're going to be organic beings, some of us. Maybe we might have to integrate like AI people too. Maybe that might be the new freaking journey. You know, if we're not already, maybe we always have been with the NPCs. Do you know, maybe it's just the great reveal that, you know, most of them have always been NPCs and how do we deal with that? Do you know? Um, or, and, or, I do know that I have research information that the greys are us in another timeline when they did merge with the AI. So that's why they're like all jacked up and cloned themselves 50,000 times and came out the way that they did and then came crossed over to another alternate timeline to get our DNA and to sway us off of committing the same repetitive cycle of merging with the, you know, a transhumanism agenda. So, I mean, there's so many, you, there's so many. I just had something click in my mind. Now that you're talking about, I had, I had, uh, Michael, Michael powers is his name. I forget. Michael P masters, I believe is his name. I forgot. He, he, he wrote a book about that. Let me, let me look it up just so I don't, uh, fuck it up. Uh, yeah, Michael P. Masters, and he he wrote "Identified Flying Objects: A Multidisciplinary Scientific Approach to the UF Phenomenon, UFO Phenomenon." And we talked about that because the whole book is about we are, the Greys are us from another from another timeline, and they came back to study us, such as such as archaeologists would study bones. But back to the black goo. Mm -hmm. You you talked about the Greys, about them cloning, and it just clicked in my mind. One of my favorite movies of all time, Prometheus. And what is it that does them in? The black mm -hmm. goo in the fucking room mm -hmm. with the big head. Holy shit. Oh. It's like it's like the the, <laughs> the one thing that led me down the rabbit hole of creating a podcast was the I don't know if you ever heard of the the Saturn time cube simulation hypothesis. Have you ever heard of that? I know about the Saturn time cube, but tell me about the hypothesis. Well, the, the idea. So when I, I don't like to say theory when it comes to things like that, because a theory can mm -hmm. be proven scientifically. A hypothesis has not been proven scientifically. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I say a conspiracy theory, mm -hmm. well, it's kind of like a paradox because it's not, you know, the whole conspiracy theory is that you can't prove it. Right. It's like, well, Either Occam's razor or Hitchens razor. Which one is it? Who the fuck knows, right? That's why I always say I reserve the right for me to change my mind about everything. But like the black goo that you're talking about, that now that I now that I think about it, is everywhere. There's cubes everywhere. These black cubes, such as at Mecca, mm -hmm. at the 9/11 memorial, all these movies, Hellraiser, Transformers, The Matrix, all these movies. There's some always a black cube. What does it mean? Who knows? A lot of people say it's Saturn worship, and it, and you can trace back the 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 idea of Saturn, Kronos being the Satan archetype, the Moloch archetype, and it goes back in history, right? If you if you trace all those steps, because at the end of the day, history doesn't always repeat; it often rhymes because I feel it's it's just recycled names, people, figures, 
these archetypes and all these gods I feel are the same thing just over and over again. And the reason I wanted to talk to you, speaking of gods, and the reason I, one of the things that has always interest, interested me in talking about Reiki and, excuse me, these other alternative medicines is because a lot of people subscribe to the idea that Jesus Christ, the years that he was missing from his life, from the Bible, he was out doing these Reiki things around the world. That's how you get Buddha, Krishna, you get all these, you know, Quetzalcoatl, all these different places throughout the whole world that have a quote-unquote Christ-like figure. And Christ is a Christ is a title that is earned through, through uh, how do I say this, through... And the Gnostic cosmology, when they baptized Jesus in the river of Jordan, is <laughs> fucked up, but they say that the Christ possessed Jesus and he became this mm -hmm. God, right? Uh, which is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget we were, uh, to touch on the topic of the government uh, always fucking things up for the people and lying to you. Let's not forget. I was just reminded the other day when I was reading a book that the that the church tried to hide the contents of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And why did they try? Because what's on the Dead Sea Scrolls goes against the main narrative, which is something that we're touching on today, where it goes against the grain. When we talk about things such as what we're talking about today, especially, it goes against the main narrative. It goes against the establishment. And I think we talked about that last time you were on where the powers that be are always fighting against us to not get the message out there and and have these conversations and these thought-provoking ideas. And so anyways, yeah, the Saturn time cube, they're related to... I don't, I don't know if you've heard the sounds that come from Saturn. Have you heard that? Yeah, I have heard a clip of some Saturn sounds. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's their. You know, yes, they're totally worshiping that. You know, Saturn whole mythology, and they're coming back and reincarnating themselves. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't know if you ever know. Uh, before I go to Jesus, but I don't know if you ever know the um, theory that the truth behind the Iraq War with Saddam Hussein was because Saddam Hussein had a ancient relic that opened up portals. And so that yeah. was considered the weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Uh, he, and, he also believed he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. So that was a fucking nut. Exactly. That's exactly 100%. I mean, yeah. yeah, but they're all doing it. They figured it out. Did you see, did I send you that article? Did I send you that article? I don't know if it was to you or who I sent it to where they had, I think it was, they just returned like a 2300 year old Sumerian tablet back to, I believe it was Iraq or some other fucking place over there. Did I send that to you or who yeah. was it that I sent? Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You did send it to me. Well, okay, so I think that, I think it's part of everyone making all the puzzle pieces right in globally for the new age and and i don't mean that like new age stuff i mean for real like how much stuff have we moved you know and how much of it for needed to be there for a reason you know reasons beyond us you know it's like okay so let's go back to what you're saying in jesus and what you're saying is absolutely true from what i've read jesus would go to the east and he would learn yoga and i'll tell you you look at you know, the pictures or the statues of Jesus on the cross. And he is nailed exactly where the main points are when it comes to Reiki or energy work. Okay. So, 
I mean, in my opinion, Jesus was the greatest, one of the greatest metaphysicians to walk the planet. He was an alchemist. He, he, you know, he touched the lepers, you know? So when people are like, wear the mask, take the vaccine, Jesus would have done it. You're like, motherfuckers, he touched lepers, okay? <laughs> Jesus knew what was up, all right? He knew. So, so the thing is, Jesus also, there's a great book by Dolores Cannon, Jesus and the Essenes. And the Essenes were, you know, the, you know, mystics, scholars. agnostics. They train scholars, yeah, and, you know, fusion artists, scientists. They, cha- they train Jesus and Mary and Joseph and many others that were equally as important, you know, means of astrology and numerology and the metaphysics. Maybe they called it something else, alchemy you know, all that, all that jazz. And the thing is the greatest secret and why the church became the church and why, you know, they hid things from us because the greatest secret is that we human beings, us can access Christ consciousness. In fact, we are, we are, we're activating at a high rate, like never before it seems. And we're just, we just keep going and going and going. And that's, that's, that's the thing. You know, we have access to what all everyone, the gods, what Jesus, what everyone has access to. Yeah. And that's why I love the Gnostics so much and the Nicenes. Yeah, they, they were scholars who pretty much yeah studied this type of thing. And the Nag Hammadi, what I love about the Nag Hammadi library and the Dead Sea Scrolls and texts, heretical texts such as these, because at the end of the day, the people, it's his story, the people telling you what is canonical and what is non-canonical are the same people controlling the narrative. So at the end of the day, people tell me, oh, why are they pushing, right, without getting into it, why are they pushing the certain thing that they're pushing today so hard? I said, I said, listen, if it is the Georgia Guidestones where they want to eliminate a substantial amount of, of I don't want to say it, but you know what I mean, of, of the, fuck it, the population, right? They want to eliminate a certain, I wanted to find another word, but if they want to eliminate a certain amount of the population, through this thing, through chemical means. I think we would have noticed by now that something was going on. Now, they are withholding information. We can't believe all the information that's out there. Why? Because they control the narrative. They control the media. They control everything that is, is, is again, George Orwell's 1984. This shit was already written. I don't know how they... Did you know in 2009, Amazon deleted copies of 1984 from people's Kindles? Did you know about that? Say it one more time, please, because it was getting a little digitized. That... In 2009, Amazon deleted copies of George Orwell's 1984 from people's Kindles in 2009. Yeah, right. So totally. Again, trying to, and it might not all be 1984, but whatever. Uh, so back to the point that I was trying to make, which I forgot. But anyways, um, <laughs> oh yes, yes, the Nicenes and, and the Gnostics and everything. I I'm 100 on board with you when it comes to being able to through gnosis achieve this christ-like figure and now that's very that's a very heretical thing for me to say because i was born and raised christian pentecostal so when i say shit like that Mm -hmm. it's like oh you know i'm going to hell but at the end of the day it's all a business the reason that they're pushing what they're pushing nowadays these companies are making billions and billions of dollars quarter over quarter 
because again they're all in bed together the politicians are two sides of the same coin it doesn't they don't care about you more than the next guy etc etc but they need this divide they need something to be able to split our energies in half right you'll divide these two people on that side there'll be these people on the left side there'll be the other people and as long as they don't come together and that's why i'm so passionate about realizing that we are in some sort of controlled simulation 100 even if it's a even if it's not a computer simulation per se, and we're not some brains in a vat jar somewhere, this is a controlled experiment. I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Belkos Experiment. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen it. Well, it's like it's like a prison experiment movie where they give power to certain people. And you see, I was listening to a lecture of Manly P. Hall where he talks about how hierarchy affects the psyche of people and the, the, uh, the you know, the the... Yeah, the way people think, because when you think that you're in a higher social status than the next guy over, that affects the way you think about certain things. It's like, I'm better than you. And in these movies where they put, you know, where they give the prisoners power over the guards and they flip that hierarchy, it affects the way things are are in, you know, in the, the whole aspect of thing. But I do believe we're 100 percent a simulation. Totally. And these people, they well, oh, God, we have some delay. Here, I just John. want to add to your sim. I want to add to your simulation real quick. One is I, yeah, I completely agree with you. We're in a simulation. However, I think there's also the antidote to the simulation is although we are being, so here's the paradox. Although we are being controlled by so many outside forces, you can still garner the control within yourself by learning the unfoldment of how quantum mechanics work and creative design of your own reality. How many, but see how many people are going to, do that work we have these these individuals who are zombies in this realm and they don't they only want to believe what is presented to them they're like it's like it's like they're lazy in a sense spiritually or physically i don't know what it is but how many people are going to read about these things and and search within themselves right how many people how many people meditate nowadays how many people uh want to understand their you know the the because it's how that conversation that I had with my friend Jeffrey, where he was a preacher, right? An evangelist. And it got to the point he was so far down the rabbit hole that he started to, he, he called it pulling at the string. And when it started to unravel, mm-hmm. it was like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. But then th- he stopped, mm-hmm. right? A lot of them stop right there, go, wait, I don't want to go any further. You're just lying to yourself at that point. Like, where do you know what I mean? Like, if you're willing to do that to yourself, what are you not willing to do to somebody else, right? If you're, if you're willing to just stop right there, you know, deep down it's bullshit, but you live from that or, or you, you know, you put all your eggs in one basket, how they say, and you just don't want to accept the, the fact. You know, purgatory, the, the idea of purgatory came after Christianity was established. Like this idea of we're going to hell, we're, we're going to, our, our souls are going to be entrapped somewhere. That came after the fact that it was established. Like all this stuff is, is man-made and it's, it's artificial. It's, it's again, what the Gnostics talked about that we are, this is hell already. We are in hell to the Gnostics. We are in hell. This is our purgatory. This simulation is being controlled by the Demiurge, by Chrono, Saturn, Moloch, whoever the fuck it is, Satan. And when you say that to some people, I I, I got one time called a, a devil worshiper. I said, I don't worship anybody. I worship myself and whatever you know, I don't even worship anything. I, I, I go with the flow because I understand that there is some higher consciousness. Who is it? What is it? I don't know. I, I don't think it should be labeled, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, no. And I mean, remember, like, look, this whole thing that there are old modalities like religion, religion's an old modality, but at some point it did serve its purpose. Mandy, can you hear me? And to also like, for example, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm religious at all, but I will create, I just created last Christmas, um, like a recollection channeling stories with Mother Mary and, and the whole nativity stuff, because I think certain religions are incredibly beautiful and can be used in, you know, modern day creation. So, you know, I think that it's just how we see it. It's so interesting. We can look at it and take it up and be like, some of this stuff is sinister shit, you know, but then also realizing like, if that's not what we prefer, then what can we do to really, you know, practice as hard as it is sometimes, you know, that it's a gift that we know what we know and that we're able to ingest certain different kinds of knowledge. And when we're called to apply that for someone else, whether it be a conversation or this or whatever it is, is that, you know, we're just part of that level of helping and assisting that new creation. And someone is doing that for us too at another level as well, you know? So it's like you said, your friend, how can my friend know this if he's not living it? Well, it goes back to the closing of the throat chakra, the blue chakra, not living your authentic self, not living your truth, you know? So then that's where, you know, vibrations and sound healing and metaphysical stuff comes in. And when people are ready, they'll go for it. And it's just, it's their will, however they want to live life, you know? Yeah, your your mic cut out and you sounded really squeaky for a second. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the Archons today are out to get us. They knew this was going to happen, and they are not happy. Oh, there she goes. Can you hear me now? I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but we're still kind of like um, not in full. Yes. Man, this is this really pisses me off. See, you're right. Maybe the mage is missing. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. They know this shit was going to happen, and they don't want the message out there. But I'm going to, either way, I'm still going to salvage everything. Everything else is fine until now. And I'll still salvage everything that I can from the conversation, which, again. I can hear you now a little bit. Yeah, it's breaking up really bad. Such a pain in the ass, man. Can you hear me? Because you're, like, cutting in and out. I can hear you. Yeah. Our, yeah, our sound's just not, not meeting. It's, it's the major. It's the black goo. See? We started talking about the black goo. <laughs> yeah, we touch on topics that they don't they don't like. But if you want, uh, you know, we could we could end it there and I'll salvage what I can. And it was just towards the end. Everything else was was yeah. fine. But the last thing that I heard was, you know, being your authentic self. And uh, for me, that was stepping out of, outside the box and accepting that the things that I had, that I was told that all my life were a lot of it was propaganda. And, you know, there's you sometimes you just have to accept that. But just how when you have an ego death, the whole thing be- between a bad trip and a good trip is when you have an ego death, people are reluctant to let go of what they believe to be true. And that's why they have all the anxiety that they experience. Because, again, it happened to me, so I know about that. And it was because I was fighting the experience and wouldn't let my ego dissolve because I didn't want to not think that everything I knew was bullshit in the end. So one more time for the people, Mandy, can you let them know where they can find your work? And I will post all those links in the description below. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's me, if it's you, who it is, but this internet is some bullshit and it's, it's really fucking with us today. 
that's okay. That means that means we got to get back together for a third time and, and reveal it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if you know this interests anyone and you want to see some metaphysical content, creative, holistic, supernatural lifestyle, that's what I create. It's at cosmic.native on Instagram and at the portal underscore EP again on Instagram. And yeah. And so there's there's a there's a lot to unfold. So thanks, Juan, for the chat. It's always fun. One hundred percent. And I'll definitely have you back on because I don't know. I, I upgraded my internet as of recently, but I still haven't gotten the modem that is supposed to hook me up to the fiber. And like I said, I haven't, I did podcast this past week and I didn't have any problems. So hopefully I don't keep having problems because this is going to be an issue. And again, it was either way, today's conversation was still insightful. It was a great conversation. And I'm sure that some people can take uh, certain aspects of it and that, you know, that'll speak to them on a deeper level, uh, such as Plato thought that the arts could do, that they could speak to people to their soul. And, you know, the arts such as acting, music, and and these things, right? Which is when you talked about acting and unlocking that character, it scares the shit out of me because I've always thought about that. I've always thought like, hey, what happens if you have, for example, a famous actor like right, Nicolas Cage or something who is an actor? How can you tell they're, when they're acting and when they're not if they do that shit for a living? That's what they get paid for to make people believe that there's somebody else and live that character. You know what I mean? That's always freaked me the fuck yeah. out. And well, there's a reason what? why Plato wanted to cut that out. He was like, nah, cut that shit out because we can't have these arts talking to people so they can, you know, be inspired and rebel against the system, you know? Well, not only that, but true acting, and I can tell you because I, I can do it, true acting, when you have everything in alignment, you can actually channel so when you see actors and they're like, damn, that, that was good. That's because they're channeling. They probably were that in some multi-dimensionality of their own selves. Yeah. So it's real. It's, it's opening up that vessel for that consciousness to come through. And it's if like, you want, we can totally just remind me, we can talk in depth on another show about that process. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington is one of my favorite actors and he's fucking amazing the way he he acts and his movies and everything. But most definitely I'll have you back on. And again, I apologize to the listeners with these technical difficulties that we're having. We still try to do it either way because we That's said, right. fuck it, whatever, fuck the system. <laughs> and they're, they're not going to win against us. But I had a great time today, Mandy. Thank you so much for coming back on. And we will schedule again on a future date maybe do something random that way they can't calculate when they're going to hit us or not. And we'll go from there. <laughs> cool. Thanks Juan. It's, it's super fun time. Look forward to talking to you again soon.